Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What up, Fightful friends and family, and welcome to episode four of Fightful Wrestling Roundtable we are a man down. Adam Blompier could not spend another minute thinking about hanging out with Sean Ross Sapp. Told me, this is true, SRS will swear by this. Then he heard Denise Salcedo was involved, game over. But uh, Adam just ate some food that didn't sit well with him, so wishing him a speedy road back to recovery. The three of us He's will- taking those big fat shits. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. I was I was like, I'm going to let He's Sean say it. I was waiting for it. He is shitting like a bandit right now. Wait, oh, man, Adam. I even got the audio playing through through my speakers. I, I wanted to hear myself put him on blast. Look at that shit. Like Denise has an actual sample of of what Adam did there. Yeah. Uh, and there is photographic evidence to support that case. Believe it or not, uh, guys. Thank you so, so much for joining us again. Um, Quick reminder, if you can, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. Tap the notification bell. All that wonderful stuff that is getting buried. There we go. Animations galore. Um, Very quickly, you know me. I hop in here once a month. You know, leech off all the hard work that SRS and Denise are doing. Shaquille Madjuri of CBS Sports. Thank you guys so much for joining us. You know who the guy to my right is. He is the Hakeem Olajuwon of wrestling Twitter. That means he's the league leader in blocks. Sean Ross Sapp, how's it going, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. I've only eaten one time today, Shaq. You know that? I think I know where we're going with this. Been trying that intermittent fasting. I really love it. But by God, I get my day started with a nice, wonderful bowl of Magic Spoon, 13, 14 grams of protein, zero grams of sugar, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, 140 calories per serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. If you're a guy, you don't want that soy. It's bad for you. You don't want the glutens. No glutens. But you know what you can have? 
peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle, cocoa, fruity, frosted, all the flavors you loved back when you were a kid and you got to eat all the cereal you want. But now you don't get to because it's not good for you. Well, not Magic Spoon. And when you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, you grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your day off right. No matter when you get started eating, whether it's in the morning, maybe you want it as a snack. It's great before or after workouts as well. And here's one of the best things. They're so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. I'll tell you what, Shaq didn't offer me my money back when he up and left. He didn't do that. I didn't get a money back guarantee on him, but Magic Spoon is willing to do it. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use the code Fightful and save $5. Oh, um... None of that is none of that is untrue, but I will say I to this day I have a receipt on my YouTube account for the $50 I donated to the staff Christmas special and to this day you have not read my you have not read my comments. So I think uh, I think that's a fair trade. Denise, you may Savage. have gone Hollywood. But you'll always be the step host. There's just there's just some there's just some grimy grimy labels that we can't shake off. But look at you. Turn and heel, swearing I love this. You you have grown in such unfortunate ways since linking up with SRS, but it's exactly what this community needs. Denise, how are you today? I'm doing great. Very happy to be here as always. It's a good time. Sad that Adam can't be here, but mm, still happy to be here. Yeah, well, I'm sure you guys will see him again. Who's... We know SRS is good at Quizlemania. How bad are you, Denise? Because I only tune in periodically. Well, to be honest, like I'm bad by myself. But when Sean and I played, I actually blamed Sean for us mm. losing because I did really good in that game where I had to cover my eyes. And surprisingly, I was a lot better at that at that round than Sean was, but I get zero credit for it. Well, we'll leave it at that. Guys, uh, we will have a Q&A portion at the end, so please leave your Super Chats. Until then, we see one in there. We will get to it at the end of the show. I'll make sure of that, but let's get to the big topics. Okay, first, this is my personal favorite one. Cody Rhodes expected, believed to be heading to WWE after amicably parting ways with AEW. We talk a lot about, you know, what does this mean for AEW? What sort of opportunities are there for Cody Rhodes in WWE? But I think there's one part of this conversation that has been kind of glazed over. I'd like to get your thoughts on it, guys. For the last couple of years, AEW has sort of positioned itself in the marketplace amongst fans and wrestlers as the place you go if you want to be yourself. If you're not if you're getting benched, if you're not getting the creative opportunities you think you should be, AEW is where you can go as a pro wrestler to thrive. How big of an opportunity is this for WWE to do a bit of a PR clean and say, "Hey, Some guys aren't really cutting it out in AEW, but they come here to the big league and see their careers flourish. How big of a chance is this for WWE to earn some goodwill with pro wrestlers who think that maybe AEW isn't working out for them? Sean? I I don't know. I mean, I don't think that WWE uh, is ever in position to to say something like, you know, we, we are the best possible scenario for you creatively. They're definitely not there. AEW is losing a lot of that good faith as well, though. There's a whole lot of people have shown up there, popped up once, and then they're not around. Now, I know that they don't do things the way that a lot of other wrestling companies were, and I don't think you should apply WWE logic to AEW necessarily. 
but I think all of it depends on, on what type of, what type of art you want to make, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Denise. So here's the thing. One of the things that I brought up when this whole Cody Rhodes story broke and all of that is that, Hey, we have this, you know, person that's an EVP going into WWE. The way that I see it is WWE right now. Like, let's say Cody does go there and all of that. They legitimately have a silver platter. They have an opportunity to kind of show people that, Hey, we know that Cody Rhodes was a big deal in AEW. So we're actually going to treat him like that on the roster. However, given how, you know, a lot of the talent has been treated, I don't necessarily think that while part of me might be a little bit hopeful that, you know, we're going to start to see things turn around, that they're going to use Cody Rhodes as an example to maybe persuade people in the future to go from AEW to WWE, unless we actually see it and see it be done, executed properly. I don't see it happening. So I try to be like hopeful in the sense of like, hey, this is an opportunity that WWE is actually going to take and they're going to utilize. But at the same time, it's there's been so many times that we've been proven over and over that there not necessarily going to actually take the ball and run with it so uh it is an opportunity whether or not it'll happen i don't know what do you guys think is cody's primary incentive for going to ww because the impression that i've read online is maybe you know as tony khan be, uh, started to take a little bit more control over creative maybe it wasn't scratching the itches that cody needed scratch now obviously he's not going to get that sort of uh, privilege in wwe so you think it's a money play? Why, what do you think is incentivizing Cody the most to go back to WWE? When I look at things, I think it's probably something creative-based if he does go back to WWE, if he goes back to WWE, because things have been eerily quiet of late. I mean, like, strangely quiet. And I had people close to him swearing up and down. It is not financially motivated. They were saying Tony Khan's got money. He can he can make that deal if he wants to. I mean, I reported last week that Brian Cage's deal got picked up. I mean, if you're looking at... How could you say, report such false news, Sean Rossap? Well, I mean, because it's real news at FightfulSelect.com. <laughs> but when I, I look at that, I'm like, okay, why would they renew a guy like that if they were that hard up for money in aew and i don't think they are i don't think it i think he probably wanted a good amount of money as he should but i don't think that's what it boiled down to just how i feel denise See, here's the thing. All right. So the second that I found out that Cody Rhodes was gone from AEW, I thought, okay, maybe he's going to go someplace, you know, someplace else, or he's going to, you know, start his own promotion or something. Cause I was expecting the reason for him leaving AEW to be creative, uh, creatively based, power based, et cetera, maybe wanting more power, more of a higher ranking. But then when it was reported that he was instead going, uh, reportedly going to WWE, I thought, well, that's completely opposite. Cause I'm not not expecting him to have any sort of major power there or any sort of you know creative say right again we still don't know anything but after that I kind of re-evaluated the entire like uh situation and I've come down to the fact that if he does go back to WWE and let's say he's not running NXT and he doesn't have any sort of you know say in terms of like power or creative I legitimately think that it's all because of he wants to be a star 
He wants to be a star. And regardless, you know, WWE is still the biggest promotion. And I think for him, it's more of like a pride thing where, hey, I could be a star in the biggest company and kind of getting like the respect that he feels maybe he, you know, he didn't get before. So I really do think it's more of like he wants to be a star and he wants people to know it. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm dead set, man. I hope WWE does right by Cody Rhodes on this run because they got to. They got to. We've seen so many guys come through those doors, made men, EC3 and Impact. We, we've seen it countless times. And Killer Cross and just come in and just have their potential floundered. This is too big of an opportunity to pass up on. This is your number one North American competitor, whether you like to admit it or not, handing you one of its original stars, someone who left because of how poorly creative treated them the first time around. You nail this, you at least leave the door open to the Wardlows and the Jade Cargills of the world who you reportedly are interested in. But man, and I know, you know, I talked to Jade Cargill recently that'll come onto my wrestling channel this week. And she was so thankful for the work that Cody Rhodes put in and is just happy to see him doing what he loves. I can bet you if WWE drops the ball on Cody Rhodes, it's going to be a hard sell to get Jade Cargill out of AEW. So. And I mean, I think it's important specifically to do it. If Cody's coming to, to WWE, you have to book him very, very, very good. That way the other AEW talent will say, okay, maybe it wouldn't be so bad mm-hmm. for me. Maybe I can go there and do well. Like you mentioned, maybe this is a place to flourish. You have to, because if you go there and you put them in polka dots and stardust stuff, they're going to say, all right, okay, mm-hmm. we're being goofed on here. Yeah, closing the door on a lot of major, a lot of major talent. Excuse me. Okay, let's move on, guys. Topic number two, and we can let our creative, matchmaking minds go to work here. Uh, Cesaro and the WWE do not come to an agreement uh, because his contract expired. There is no non-compete clause. He is free to do as Cesaro pleases. We'll ask this in two parts. First, where do you think he's most likely to end up? And two, where would you like to see or how would you sort of go around booking it? We'll start with Denise this time. All right. So I put this out there because this was my thing right away. I, you know, again, I, I, I'm just going to be flat out honest. I don't want to see Cesaro go to AEW. And I don't mean that like in a bad way. I just mean it in the way of there's too many people there already. There's so many new faces coming in. There's only so much time for everybody. And I feel, you know, given that I cover, you know, this, you know, this product uh, at least, you know, once a month for, you know, the pay-per-views that we do the recaps here on Fightful uh, and that's Impact Wrestling. I've, you know, gotten to watch so much of it throughout the years but you know covering it it's a lot different from watching it and covering it and all of that good stuff right but I really do think that they are doing such a good job with so many of their stories so many of their talents a match quality I think that even if it's just a small little like impact plus show match quality wise they're bringing it like it's like their biggest event of the year every time so for me I kind of would like to see Cesaro head on over to impact wrestling i think there's a lot of options he could be uh 100 a main event player a main event guy in a in sorry impact wrestling if he were to go to aew i don't necessarily think that he would be a main event guy and that's again not being disrespectful or throwing any shots it really just is that with the talent with the roster that aew has i don't necessarily think that cesaro would be a main event guy with impact wrestling 
I think he would be a main event guy, and I think he could have good work with a lot of people there. Sean? I think a lot of it depends on money and um, what one company is willing to pay compared to another. Uh, but again, I'll never pretend to understand the motivations of a millionaire, much less one that is an artist as well. And Cesaro is an artist. New Japan's not bringing people over yet. There's New Japan strong. Uh, but look look at a few years ago. Guys like Matt Taven were being offered well above what people in NXT were being offered. Is Impact Wrestling going to let some of their people go that I might be reporting this week on FightfulSelect.com? Some deals that have expired in order to make room for bigger contracts. I mean, they were they were having trouble getting some buzz for a show that was very, very good. I agree with Denise. I think he'd be great there. I just think that he has so much influence over a lot of the AEW roster that probably grew up watching him or wrestled with him that they'll probably really, really try to bring him in. And also, Cody being gone does free up a lot of time on TV. It frees up a lot of, but it frees up time that probably should have been made available too. Mm -hmm. Like we did not need to see an, a go-go program last year. We did not need to see the Nightmare uh, Factory program last year. Now it's going to be a little bit more of a loaded show. I think that Cesaro will probably end up in AEW. It'd be hard for me to think that he wouldn't, but then again, maybe he becomes like the premier independent guy yes, thank you. that everybody wants to book, everybody wants on their show because he not only is a fantastic wrestler, everybody in wrestling knows who Cesaro is. If you are a wrestling fan, you know that guy. Uh, and I think that's important. Yeah, I, the more I thought about it, the more I, I, I agree with Sean, which in a sense is also agreeing with Denise. Like, there are so many great matchups for, for Cesaro right now. And if he's not interested in rushing himself into some sort of long-term deal, you know, we've seen AEW willing to work with Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact in New Japan. There's so many pot, Ring of Honor and Impact. Like, there, there's so much cohesiveness right now between these promotions outside of WWE. But yeah, I say Cesaro, take your time, have that dream match and impact, go over to MLW, wrestle Hammerstone or Killer Cross, hop into AEW when there's a storyline that makes sense, right? I, I agree with Denise wholeheartedly that AEW is too crowded. Tony Khan said last year they're going to be a lot more selective with their signings in 2022, yet Sean keeps reporting more signings every week. So I, 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 I say for sure, let him go wherever there's a gap for him. And when there's a good storyline ready for him, maybe a Cesaro Daniel Bryan dusts up for a few weeks or something, bring him in, let him do that. And over time, we can kind of see where's a good long-term fit for him. New Japan could work. Impact, I think he'd be an absolute day one champ there. Let's, let's let Cesaro have some breathing room and get these dream matches out of the way, and we'll see how the landscape looks in a little bit. All right, um, but Sean, so you're you're going indie. Oh, Denise, what is your official prediction though? Putting aside your first Cesaro Impact yeah. Wrestling. Okay, look at that manifested, Denise manifested. I I'm think manifesting we'll, I, it. <laughs> I think he'll work everywhere. Yeah. I think he'll appear on every company out there. Do you do you think that uh, any of these Impact? I mean, you kind of suggested as much. Any of these Impact uh, contract expiries are being done to free up cap space to bring yes. in some of these bigger 100%. guys. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, look at that. Uh, also, shout out to Josh Alexander. I hope he can get back into the U.S. soon to wrestle because that dude's a monster. Um, all right, guys, uh, let's move on to topic number three. It's weird. There's so, I, at first, I was like, you know, I like to try and split these between AEW and WWE, and now between like Cody and Cesaro, 
it's all kind of becoming one and the same. Like it, it's so hard. It's becoming harder and harder to separate the promotions because the the, the competition mm-hmm. is growing so much in terms of acquiring talent. MJF is either a remarkable baby face or just such a manipulative, horrible, dirtbag human being. The latter. Yeah, there was a great Reddit post. Uh, I don't know. I, I, know, I know Sean is banned from uh, the Squared Circle Reddit, but uh, someone I'm, I'm put definitely a, not. I'm definitely not. No, no they, you're not banned. They anymore. love me. They love yeah. me. I actually. Wait, are I get you along banned or gr- are you not? No, I'm not banned from there. I get oh, along okay. great there. People, people, I, I put out Q&A threads. They let me shamelessly promote myself. Shout out to Squared Circle. You do right Good by for you. them. Um, I don't know how to use Reddit, so I don't go on you're Reddit. Better off. You're don't better figure off. it out. Um, <laughs> hey, Sean, if you could give back 100,000 of your Twitter followers, would you? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Love that. I love that. Uh, yeah. Someone put out actually a really thoughtful Reddit post, um, and... Uh, the I think they were speaking from personal experience, but in relation to the MJF promo where he sort of talked about being bullied as a youth and looking up to CM Punk, and it, it re- really had fans connecting with him. What this person was saying is that, you know, they've experienced, or this is sort of a classic example of abusive, manipulative behavior where the abuser will sort of show a moment of vulnerability to victimize themselves and sort of use that to draw you in. And it just rung... I mean, I've had those people in my life, and it just rung so true in terms of the storyline. You see CM Punk kind of come out and try and sort of break the fourth wall and ask if that's real. Like, I know we all think very highly of MJF's potential, both in the industry and as observers of it. After that promo, how convinced are you that this is a -a once-in-a-generation talent? Sean? Oh, he's he's amazing. Um, I, I keep saying... That when he eventually goes, I don't think you should go baby face. You should go pseudo baby face. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait until the perfect time. And the perfect time is when you have someone that is that out piece of shits, MJF, that, that is so horrible and aberrant and deplorable within the world of AEW that AEW's own people goes, go, who can we get? Who can we possibly get to combat this guy for being the piece of shit he is? And they go, the devil you know it's mjf that we'd rather have this one than that one type of thing like that is like a comic book story uh, as old as time like you get one of the villains that you have like a mutual respect for at least to attack the one that you don't he is such a good talent that interview started and i was like what is this i don't know how this is gonna land and just as it went and it went and it went it got better and better and better and he can do it in the ring Uh, 2024 is going to be big for him man like a lot of people are taking this as like oh he's just saying that for for tv no he's he's going to get some big money offers in 2024 he is a special talent denise i can't imagine somebody out like sean said out piece of shitting mjf i can't personally picture it right now in terms of someone who could come in and be like more like or you know getting on your whatever, you know, Um, but with MJF in regards to that promo, dude, I loved it. I really loved that promo. And I think the main reason why I personally was a fan of it is because I'm, I love watching, you know, like scripted shows and all of that. You know, I watch everything on Netflix and HBO and all of those programmings. Right. And you always get like the most fascinating stories. The characters are fascinating because they're not just one thing. They're multifaceted and they have so many different layers 
to their personalities and who they are. And so I feel that with this promo that MJF just did, it was one of those things where like, we've seen MJF be such an ass, right? Like such an ass. But this time he added something different to that. He added something where you're like, I cannot boo this guy I cannot be against this guy like uh I think at some point in time a lot of people you know could have related to what MJF was saying you know being bullied and all of that good stuff and so for me being bullied is good stuff that's not what I meant Sean what I told you Denise went heel (laughs) I'm trying to tell you like all the stuff that he said all right got the red lipstick on just going like full supervillain today All right. So with everything that MJF said, now you lost my train of thought. Thanks, Sean. Uh, So everything that MJF said in that promo, I think just really added to this person that it sort of humanized MJF just a little bit more, even though we all know he's human, but it sort of humanized him in a different way. Right. So for me, that's why I liked it because it kind of brought shades of stuff that I like to see outside of wrestling. Loki is a dope supervillain. So is Thanos. Just going to put that out there. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you how much I agree. Like I was, I never doubted MJF's potential, but I think it took a promo like this to show just how layered of a performer he is. Like in, in 2022 to be able to get someone to sort of forget that they're watching, like, let's be honest, pro wrestling is fun. It's silly. We don't see a lot of performers in terms of acting skill that are this good. That you could yeah. legitimately see making some sort of transition to Hollywood. Even even the ones that do, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I've seen The Tooth Fairy. Not great. I saw John Cena. I had someone. I posted a short clip from my CM Punk interview for ET Canada where CM Punk is praising John Cena as an actor. And someone goes, John Cena's terrible. I'm like, well, what, have you seen any of his new work? And he said, I saw The Marine. And <laughs> that was enough for me. John Cena has gotten great. But that took... Five, ten years. We have someone in MJF who I think is just the most believable character. He's great. Just, I, I can't I can't sing his praises enough. And if he's watching this, I'm not leaving comments. Hi, MJF. Probably not. He's never been known to watch uh, wrestling podcasts. No, no, no. He, what's Fightful? What's Fightful? Okay. Let's move to the fourth topic. We're going to wrap up a little bit shorter today, guys. Maybe a quarter past. And we'll get to the Q&A because we have a lot. So let's wrap up on this note. Uh I think AEW is in a bit of an interesting position with Eddie Kingston. He's taking on uh, Chris Jericho at Revolution. I think the signs point into having Eddie Kingston go over just because he's such a fan favorite. To this point, despite the feverish fan support for him, we've seen him sort of get felled by guys like CM Punk and Brian Danielson. I think AEW is in a little bit of a complicated position when it comes to their sort of veteran indie darlings. They have clearly made an effort over the past six months or so to shift some of the attention to their younger stars. MJF, Darby Allen, Hangman Adam Page winning the world title. You know, you had the Chris Jerichos and the Moxes sort of prop up AEW in its early days, but it's now time to make good on the fact that, you know, this is a promotion that's going to build young homegrown talent. I think that puts guys like Eddie Kingston in a bit of a tough position where in WWE, if he was in that system for 10, 15 years, you could say, yes, we're rallying around this Kofi Kingston-esque character or someone who's paid their dues and not gotten their chance. I think they're in a bit of a tough position with rewarding these veterans from the indies, but also making sure they're putting enough attention and giving enough rubs to their younger guys. That did not come out the way I intended it to. 
Sean, <laughs> is this the time to pull the trigger on Eddie Kingston? And if he goes over Chris Jericho, how do you really keep that momentum going? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Well, I think it's time for him to beat Chris Jericho. Yes, he absolutely should beat Chris Jericho. I don't know about like as a top tier push. I think that there are different ways to keep people satisfied in AEW. You know that you can get good creative there outside of the championship. And that's important. You know, you can tell good stories there outside of the championship. Whereas in some other companies, maybe you can't. If, If there's not a title associated with that, well, you're not getting any really good creative at all. And even if you do, I mean, look at Damian Priest. He was booked really, really well. Then all of a sudden over the last month and a half, he started to lose a bunch, then lost the title. Then his catalyst for his big heel turn was all you people. That's not good creative. But in AEW, you can at least retain some confidence that if you're going to lose a big match, they they can parlay that into something bigger. It can parlay itself into something important. Britt Baker won the championship after losing to Thunder Rosa because it didn't count. Now, you can say what you want about the creative of her title since then, but completely separate of that, you've got a lot of guys like MJF who haven't needed a championship anchored to them to have good creative. I think Eddie Kingston's one of those guys. 
he's good enough to where he doesn't need a championship to anchor himself to good creative and uh, make a, a big impression and be an important part of the show. Denise, what would you like to see this Eddie Kingston post-revolution run kind of turn into? Yeah, I totally agree with Sean on this one because I feel like they're Eddie Kingston has strong suits, right? Like he's really good at, you know, being on the mic and talking and all of that good stuff, having this connection with the fans, et cetera, and everything. Like he has everything, right? But I do think that there are, I, I feel like people could, you don't necessarily have to be, you don't have to have him be AEW world champion to get, to continue getting over, to continue, like you said, uh, being creative status, creatively satisfied and all of that stuff in AEW. I really don't think so because I just feel like, and I feel given the champions that we have had in AEW, I do think it would be very, uh, Eddie Kingston would be a very different type of champion. And I don't know how that would necessarily fit in, but in terms of him still doing like, like all of these other stuff and working all of these different stories with, you know, whoever, whether it be a, you know, whether it be young and up and coming talent, whether it be already established talent, I think that he can definitely uh, get by with all of that. Question yeah. for you guys. What do you think? I, I framed this on Twitter the other day in response to Cesaro exiting WWE. What do you think AEW needs more right now in terms of giving some of their guys outside of the title picture? some hardware, a trios title or some of those other promotions belts. Because I really liked that there was a time where you had Lance Archer and Mox showing up with the New Japan US title or having Christian Cage carry the Impact title and kind of show that even if you're not seeing these guys on TV in the ring every week, like they're actually putting in work. A lot of their talent is are doing stuff outside of AEW, but if you're not watching those other promotions, it just kind of feels like they're sidelined. What do you think would be more beneficial right now? More promotional belts in AEW or a trios title? Neither. Neither. I think a trios title would be beneficial because they got so much programming right now. You could utilize that on the dark, dark elevation. There's a ready-made feud with the Undisputed Era and the Elite when Kenny comes back as well. Denise I'm going to go with neither yeah. because I feel regardless of whether or not they have an additional belt, I think at the end of the day, what's going to keep adding depth to the roster or just like making things feel important is just getting people, you know, as much as you can on TV. And I, obviously they're doing that. And I just, I, I personally feel like when, for example, when they were doing that relationship with impact wrestling, it was more just, you know, Kenny Omega and all of that, right? Like I feel that they could utilize those relationships with companies to, you know, have their stars, even if they're not have their talent, excuse me, appear on those shows, even if there's not, you know, a title involved or anything like that. Obviously they have AEW dark and dark elevation, but not a lot of people that just because you're a fan of AEW doesn't mean you're actually watching dark and dark mm -hmm. elevation. Like a lot of that could go under the radar. I think you have a very specific audience that tunes into those shows. So I do think that, uh, I don't think that it would be an extra title for me, in my opinion, that would uh, basically add more depth to the roster. I just think that regardless, they just need to find a way to weave in the talent a little bit more. Figure your shit out, AEW. Quote me Salcedo. Well, because uh, it's true. Wow. I mean, you have the FTW championship. That yeah, wasn't that, really yes. done anything with that. Oh. It's um, got to be utilized more. I mean, I, I thought for sure when Rampage came along, it would be. You're, you're absolutely right there. I, I can understand why you would... Uh, think that I, I got no sold so hard and, and and shout out to Tony Khan it was a fantastic interview but I got no sold a little bit when I'm like are we going to see the FTW title defended more on Rampage it was 
just that that one went nowhere um okay let's move on to the q a let me also let me quickly say i know it was much maligned in the beginning i really love the aw records i i like i don't watch elevation and dark all the time and when i am kind of half watching it's really great when someone pops up and i haven't seen them in a few weeks or a month and it's like oh they're actually on like a 14-0 run it we know it doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things but i like you know if i'm sitting with a first-time viewer now they're sort of like, oh, this guy must be pretty good. I, I like that little wrinkle, but I, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Okay, let's move over to the Q&A portion to wrap up these last 15 minutes. First, and this isn't super related, but SRS got the scoops. So you got to give the people what they want. Shout out to Indeed. someone whose name I cannot pronounce because there's so many J's, I's, and L's in it that they all look identical. We'll call him <laughs> Mr. Uh, hey, SRS, any news on why Alexa wasn't on Raw Monday? Nope. She seemed annoyed by it and, and understandably so. That was uh that was something. I'm I'm very surprised by that. Okay. Um Bryant Heath wants to know, albeit Revolution, my first ever live wrestling pay-per-view experience. It makes me ask, what's your guys' favorite pay-per-view you've ever attended live? Denise? I really enjoyed going to Bound for Glory like back in 2010. Hmm. I had a Ooh. really good time during those shows and in terms of wwe oh i've gone to so many but also i have to go and shout out like my early pwg shows because those ones were kind of like very pivotal for the fan that i ended up becoming and i don't think if i would have gone to those shows i don't necessarily think i would have uh maybe pursued a career in wrestling if i hadn't you know gone to those types of events sean I'm going to say Revolution 2020 because it was the last show before so much stuff went to shit. And it had that incredible match as well. Um, That one's got a special place in my heart because that's when things were kind of normal. Yeah, man. Talk about these last two years. Uh, I have only been to one. Being up in Canada, we don't get a ton. Um, And now now that I work for like a publication, I'm like, I don't really want to pay for WrestleMania tickets unless you guys are going to pay for me. So... Well, we'll cross that bridge hopefully soon. Um, I did go. The one I went to was SummerSlam 2009 in Los Angeles. Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk. Might have been the ladder match. Uh, I was there. We might have seen each other. Denise, were you there? Wow. Did you do the little SummerSlam beach party thing that they had at LA Live? Uh, I can't say I went, but um, were you at the beach party? Are you all about the beach parties? Well, they used to call it the beach party, but that was when it was in Venice. And then when they started doing it at Alley Live, it stopped being the beach party. But anyway, it was a really you? good time. Oh, I don't know, like 14. <laughs> yeah, I must have been. <laughs> I was in eighth grade, I think. Yeah, look at that. Look, no idea. Jack, who knew? Um, yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun. I, I, I distinctly remember getting into, I must have been such an annoying 13-year-old, 12-year-old, whatever. There was a guy next. So they had a dumb finish where like, Randy got DQ. Uh, Randy got DQ'd the first time to keep his title, and then they restart the match, and then he gets counted out to keep the title, and they restart the match. And every time this like belligerent drunk guy next to me was like, "Cena won the title," and here's like twelve year old Squeaky Shack trying to explain to him how the rules work in a no disqualification title match. Anywho, that's I don't know why I'm <laughs> unloading like this on everyone, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Little Shacks being called out right now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, okay. On that note, also Bound for Glory 2010 is a good one. Just... Yeah, yeah, it was. There, yeah. just there's 
a lot of good TNA stuff from that era. The pay-per-views were mm-hmm. really good as well. I uh, had good seats too. So I think that definitely helped. Like I was on the floor for that. So I think that was like a different experience too. I, I was also on a secret date, by the way, Ooh. like low key. So my mom dropped me off and she had, she thought I was just going to the show by myself. She had no <laughs> idea. I thought you were a total loser. I was, uh, yeah, I was love it. the guy. It was a secret date. My mom didn't know. I admire the sneakiness. I, I do. And yeah, and, and yeah. the wrestling show. What a what a what a yeah. Good, like what a good if, like in hindsight, like why would mom think that I would just go by myself to this show? You know. But anyways, I love that. well, you do it all the time now, Denise. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sheldon Jack- Jackson, more of a statement, really. I just want to see the kings of wrestling reunite while still doing singles. You think we're gonna get that reunion? Wait, say that again. The kings of wrestling, Chris Hero. Claudio. Oh. Do you think it's going to go by Claudio Castagnoli? I mean, he's again? not wrestled. Chris Hero has not wrestled since he left WWE, I don't think. Do you think he'd come what back for Cesaro? What is Hero up to right now? Doing stuff. Doing stuff. Uh, I could, he I hasn't wrestled in two years now. I could see him coming back for Cesaro. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, all right. Jay Blood, thank you for the donation. The longer the Cody Brandy situation draws out, the less it is believable that they have a deal do any of you find it strange that they promoted the Detroit Dynamite date yesterday? I don't know. I'm not from the U.S. Yeah, I've figured that they would kind of let the L.A. stuff breathe before uh, before announcing Dynamite uh, in, in Detroit. But when is the Dynamite in Detroit? That I don't know. Let me see. Dynamite, Detroit, AEW. Let's see. June 29th. Yeah, I mean, they could have waited a little bit to... They could have waited until like next week to announce that and let the LA stuff and the West Coast have their thing. I thought that would have been a little bit better. But because I mean, I don't give a damn where Dynamite is until you know, people say, when's it coming to wherever? Um, unless it's around here, I don't really pay attention to where it's at. But I, I thought that, that would be good because LA and Ontario and Cal- California were pretty significant because they haven't been to the West Coast in ages. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, I really thought we were getting Ontario, Canada until I. Yeah, right. Damn. No, you know what my was reaction mess. was Eventually. when I saw Ontario. I was like Ontario because they announced that show first, and I was like, why would you know? Why would you announce that show first? Like, I know I get it because like the Young Bucks and that's like around the area they're from and all of that good stuff. But I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I would have gone and announced the LA show first because it's just a bigger deal. Um, but yeah, my whole reaction was Ontario. Uh, all right, huge. <laughs> Hugh Janus asks, if they do Moxley-Danielson faction, Cesaro, it's not a quote, it's a statement, uh, Cesaro could really fit in. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. I could, I could see Cesaro. You, would that, would that, would that uh, change your mind, Denise and Sean, if they had Cesaro plopped in into a faction with Danielson and Moxley? I would love it. I would love it. Again, faction, not in a faction. There's still a bunch of bodies. Yeah, yeah. You could you could have him like as the impact branch of the group. You know, hop in, go do his thing. They could have a they could have a championship belt on the show. Uh, all right, Riley Walker, thank you for the donation. I think Cesaro has an easy spot already in AEW instead of Danielson having Mox in his faction. Cesaro joins and Danielson drops Mox, uh, and he's kind of picturing a Danielson Claudio Lee Yuta Garcia group. Uh, I I like this whole let's adopt some young guys and bring them under my, our wings aspect. I appreciate that CM Punk and Danielson have been sometimes maybe a little too much, but just like unrelenting in their commitment to not just coming in there and sweeping over everybody. So. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. 
Nah, they should take the Andrade approach and want to kidnap the young kids, the young boys. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so over. Force them. <laughs> Force them into being good wrestlers. <laughs> oh my god. I love Andrade when he wrestles, and I've hated just about everything else regarding his AEW stint so far. I think it's very funny that he just thinks that he can kidnap people, and it's okay. I love it. I personally love it. I think it's hilarious. You know, the, the line in what's legally acceptable in pro wrestling is, is just on another plane of reality ever since uh, Triple H and Kane got into everything they got into. And, uh, you know, we got dead dogs and, and casket. It's just the Attitude Era was a special time. It, it, it's so fondly <laughs> that we look so it's funny that we look so fondly back on the Attitude Era. And then you go and see some of the segments. Oh, and it's so funny. Like we look back at like the Katie Vick stuff as being so terrible. I watched it back and I died laughing last week. Like it was, but here's what I always say. Like when I do retro reviews for Fightful Select, it's easy for me to find humor in this stuff that was very clearly dog shit because I don't got to worry about watching it again next week. Like now if something's so dog shit, like me and Denise are like, oh, we got to sit through more of this. But the Katie Vick thing, I could watch it all in one sitting and just laugh at how stupid it was. But I know if that was going on now, I'd be like, man, what the hell are we doing? But Triple H saying that Kane had a burnt little wiener is one of the funniest things in the history of wrestling. I'm just glad that watching the Katie Vick story as a young kid, I didn't know what was happening. I was just watching. Like I had no, I didn't know like anything. Denise, can we do a watch along? React in real time? Sure. Let's anytime. Do Let's do it. Call me. I, anytime <laughs> seems like a stretch. I know your schedule. Yeah, uh, I'll just be a bougie and be like, sorry, not today. Yeah. Uh, between, I mean, you know, you're no Adam Blompier in terms of trying to get you onto something, but, <laughs> but uh, you you keep yourself too busy. You need a day off here and there. All right. I mentioned, I mentioned before, like Adam and I have never appeared on a wrestling show together. We have done board game shows and quiz shows and like card game shows. We've never done anything about wrestling together. Watch alongs, but I mean, never like anything Talking like shot, this. Yeah. And it continues. Um, yeah. Uh, are we good to push it latest to like the 20 mark? Five, uh, 620? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. Latest. Yeah. I'm going to try I can and hang around. Wait. Yeah. Sean, hang around. I got to fix everything. All right, we all know Sean's the star. I could go and poof away on, on his day off. No less. Um, you know, what's funny about this. Can I, can I, can I peel day. the fourth? I've been working all yeah, day. Can I, can I peel back the curtain on this a bit? Sure. Sean was like specifically like, Hey, I'm not going to do this this month. And then he's, and then, and then I got Adam and he's like, you know what? I am going to do it this month. And then Adam I, said, with me? I wanted to do something with Well, I didn't know that it would be you even. I just knew Adam would do it. And I was like, you know what? I'll do it. And I almost did that with Simon Miller last time. I was almost like, you know what? I'd love to be on screen with Simon Miller because I love his stuff. He's really entertaining. But them the breaks. I ain't going to be here next month. I'm going to be moving. Oh, you've so. already you've already let me know. Um, all right. Do you think, shout out to Henry T. Casey, do you think Control, Control Your Narrative will book Marty Skrull? I don't think after today they will. No Isn't that idea. kind of counterintuitive to the whole, and I love EC3. Is that not counterintuitive to the whole, like, we won't be silenced thing? <laughs> isn't isn't his narrative being controlled if he doesn't book whoever he wants to book? I, you know what? I can't predict it. Okay. I, I, EC3 has always been great to me, um, but, you know, the more I, I've sat on that, that interview, that, that one joke didn't sit well with me. 
And um, yeah. I have that. nothing to add. No. That's all I got to say. All right. Um, I will give a shout out to EC3 on a personal level. They've always been very good to me. But you, um, you know what? I mean, we got to ask the questions. Yeah. People are like, why'd you platform him? Got to ask the questions. Yeah, I agree. I, I've, I've always been very forthcoming. I'll put on who... There's one interview I shouldn't have done, but that aside, like I'm all for putting on whoever, so long as you have the conversations that need to be. I'll I'll attempt to give people the opportunity to um, explain things. There you go. What are you doing? What happened? Where'd it go? I put the one shot on you because I'm clever. Damn, you thought I was gonna keep talking? (laughs) I really. I wanted to switch that subject as soon as possible. Well, you said when you said he's. I thought you were actually. Shaq said, "Get me the." Fuck away from this topic. A, he doing, <laughs> no, someone's doing some construction outside. Well, I don't remember exactly what you said, but the way you framed it, I thought you were actually about to get into the nitty gritty of it. Like, oh, this is going to no, take a while. Gonna, listen, the man can speak for himself. I ain't speaking for him. All right, we got five minutes. Let's do this, guys. Um, Josh Weaver says, I think the difference with AEW loading their roster, they allow everyone to work outside of AEW, unlike WWE, who just keeps them in catering or at home. I agree. I think it's really good for the talent. I think there's a better way to optimize that experience for AEW viewers. Because I'm not always aware of what these guys are doing when they're not on AEW television. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. But it's great for the talent. Jinx, pinch poke, give me a Coke. No, you, oh well, then it's the one that you owed me from last time because you owed me a Coke last time. So now you just now you don't have to owe me a Coke anymore. Well, there you go. We're even. Uh, I do think it's important that AEW not only from a creative aspect allows the wrestlers to work elsewhere, but from a financial aspect too, mm-hmm. and they can do comic cons when they want and keep the money, all kinds of good stuff like that. Love it. Exactly. Uh, Jay Blood with a very generous donation. Thank you so much. Uh, big 20 bucks. With MJF, we saw the villain tell his origin story to hit the soft spot. Punk exposed in his return promo. He first apologized if he hurt anyone. We're about to realize we haven't seen how evil MJF can be. Exactly. That, isn't that the most exciting part? That we're calling this like an all-time great promo. I think without a doubt his best. I know it was a bit of a retread from, M- uh, from MLW, but just done so well. It just makes me want to know what the next layer is. Like, how much better are these promos in a get, you know? Yeah. I think you think, like, you've seen it all, and then something happens, and you're like, oh, I haven't seen it, heard it all. Uh, another donation from the person whose name I cannot, I can just not comprehend. Let me, let me get real close. I'll bring my mic with me. Let me get real close. It's Mr. Sigilili. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is a struggle. Uh, I'm sorry if your parents are named. You know, I no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I have some amazing names that people like people's parents accidentally named them, not knowing what the connotation is. But I'll save it for off camera. Um, he wants. He says, Alex, Alexa, Bliss. I imagine could go to the movies. She's already making moves too. Um, do you think Alexa Bliss? Sometimes I feel like pro wrestling character work doesn't always transition to like movies and television. Do you think, from what you've seen, yeah. is is Alexa cut out right now? You know, I'm sure she can build and work and improve on it, get coaches, etc. But do you think the Alexa Bliss that you've seen in WWE at that level is cut out for like a major movie? I think it's hard to tell. I don't think anybody expected Batista or John Cena to have like those big acting chops or anything like that. And they have been just remarkable, remarkably successful. I know anybody in the attitude era didn't think Kurgan 
from the oddities would and he's had an incredibly successful movie career so it's really hard to tell until you get into it Mm -hmm. but there's nothing to indicate to me that she wouldn't and even then there's been stuff that's indicated to me that other people wouldn't in the past and they still did great yes um i I could see her like in her own netflix series you know being like kind of doing like those very like girly shows oh i'd be so on board with that you you must consume just the worst tv denise no, I you, don't. Do I taste? watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. How do you make I time do. for Try this? Try me, Shaquille. Try okay. me. What is what is what is the all time best television show ever produced? I love Lucy. Wow. <laughs> it's classic, An man. Old soul. I love. Okay, fine. There's nobody fine. that broke barriers like Lucille Ball. Wow. Huck. Have you seen? Are, is there? Isn't there like a movie about her coming out? Yeah, it sucks. So the being the Ricardos on Amazon, it sucked. Don't watch. Wow. It. Oh, it Denise, was not I don't good. get man. Sean is really hard on you. Why? Well, what do I do now? <laughs> well, there's the blue chew ad. No, I just I I spent six months harassed by him, and I'm like, I don't know how anyone could put it up with this. And you've just you've just shined and flourished since and, 2019, Sean. Yeah. I've been putting up with Sean. Yeah, you're you're man. amazing. My point is, it's, a, it's can... a bummer that your career has taken off since since you've just been attached to me denise yeah well i'd yeah, like to think it's know, more like yeah. once you've stomached sean for this long you can just take on the world you know? hold yeah. the phone here i need to defend myself for a second i had thirty thousand something subscribers on youtube before i started working with sean and i was already working with the other sean sean waltman for three years and i'd appeared yeah. in promotion Fuck yeah so no not sean ross sap no. <sighs> i just think all i'm saying is i think like you, you know, you, you know what, you know, you know when a vet's got to like pull a jobber through a good through a good storyline or a good match. That's what Denise has been doing over at Fightful. Right, right, right. All right. I'm I'm honestly more afraid of Denise than I am of USRF. So I gotta watch where I'm going with all this. Okay, let's get the last two out of the way very quickly. <laughs> um, Sheldon Jackson, thoughts about who the current Bullet Club storyline also? Sorry, thoughts about the current Bullet Club storyline also? Who should win the Owen Cup? Owen Cup. Very quickly, who do you guys think? Oh man, there was oh, there was somebody that everybody wanted, and I can't remember. Serena who it Deeb. Was. Serena so Deeb's got to right? on, on the women's end, yeah. But on the men's end, ooh, I think it's got to be somebody that gets launched from it. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't mind if that stable of Moxley and Brian Danielson created the winner of oh, the I Owen like Cup. That. I think it would be somebody like a Daniel Garcia, somewhere along those yeah, lines. It's got to be someone it young. Possibly be. Someone maybe in the image. I don't know where. Like, Do we have a date for the own cup yet? May, I think it May, starts. Okay. Yeah, I like right that. After. Definitely a young guy. Especially that first one. You kind of want to set the trend, right? I mean, Mr. Blo- Mr. Brody Lee Jr. is on the roster. I'm looking yeah. at him right now. <laughs> uh, Bullet Club storyline. Are we, are we happy with how this has been picking up? It's all right. Yeah. yeah, I just I I want at some point there to be a bow put on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that with all the people involved, if there can be a real bow put on it. I think there are a lot of exciting moves that can be made all around. But until I I've been waiting for like the big civil war for everybody, every bullet club iteration. And ultimately, without without AJ and Finn Balor, it's going to be hard to really put a complete bow on it. But I, I'm interested in it. I'm perpetually interested in it. I'm just not of the belief necessarily it'll all be tied up. Someone just give Sean a really nice bow. There you go. I need a bow. 
Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go Serena Deeb. I've been thinking about it. If you're ready to like really push a young guy, I feel like the Brian Pillman attachment could be kind of cool, or Jungle Boy if you weren't in the tag picture. So happily right now okay uh last one just it's a statement more than anything so what a great way to cap off adam pearson as always have some money you glorious humans thank you so much okay guys we got to get denise out of here so let's do this very quickly guys if you haven't already please subscribe tap that notification bell let us know why denise is the a plus star of fightful even when she's not doing all her other amazing work um i'll let you guys take the lead so i'll do my part very quickly thank you guys so much you can read all my written work about mma and pro wrestling over at cbssports.com shack wrestling is the youtube channel for all your interviews got jade cargill this week got tony khan malachi black eddie kingston Liv morgan to name a few recently please go check those out if you like mma i got shack mma as well robert whitaker's coming up this week at tai to ivasa half out los angeles all that good stuff thank you guys so much for having me back fightful just the best premium experience in, in pro wrestling media Especially when Fightful is premium things. live events now. Yes. <laughs> premium live podcast. Yes, the premium live post shows every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday. Sean, what you got? Fightful.com, FightfulSelect.com. We have a couple great interviews up this week. Diamond Dallas Page and Rohit Raju. There's a lot of good stuff in there, and I'll be in Orlando this week. Also check out Fightful Overbooked. That's YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. And this Friday, I'll be doing a prediction show with Maggie of coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Amazing. Denise. All right. Uh, keep an eye on my Twitter account. Lots of stuff working that I'm working on. Uh, go to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Check out my interview with Thunder Rosa. A lot of people are really liking that interview. So go check it out. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Okay. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Enjoy AEW revolution and all the other pay-per-view events that I'm totally forgetting about. Cause I only watch what I got to Peace out, guys. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.